Welcome to this week's episode of Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm the best host, Colleen. I am the host with the most restraint, Anoop. And I'm the last host, Matt. I like the, like, sucks. Like we're Everything you... Re- we're wait, sh- how do I do, like, a cool Everything podcast? you remember sucks. Like we're shock jockeys. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm your host, yeah. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> Joined today by Squeef and Terp. It's like uh, Nick Kroll's character on... Yeah, uh, Crazy Ira and the Douche. Crazy Ira and the Douche. <laughs> exactly. Great, great concept great. because yeah. every every town has those those uh, radio DJs. Why did we do this to ourselves, guys? I have, you know, whatever. Sometimes you have to balance out the good weeks with the bad weeks. Yeah, yeah. That note was too high a high. You know what my favorite part about doing this was, and we'll get to what we did in a moment. My favorite part was that when I told my coworkers what we were doing, they were like, oh my God, I love that movie. And I was like, I don't trust any of y'all's judgment. No, people have bad taste. Yeah, bad. Sorry, guys. I mean, we can just talk about it. We don't have to do 20 minutes of Death Note style preamble. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, we yeah. can't always have that much to say, you know. No, it's the holiday seasons. We gotta get into it. I mean, All right. this is this is this is our Christmas special, and we're not gonna have a very special episode where somebody learns about drugs. So we might as well do it, right? Oh, I just realized we can do a punch squad. Oh, oh yeah, we got at least two punch squads. Potentially, I'm pretty pumped but, about this. All right, yeah. all right, this week. We find out what it's like to be a white man and have no consequences or bullshit consequences. All right, if you're a white man and you kill Santa Claus, you get to be Santa Claus. It doesn't specify that you have to be white to become Santa Claus. But you know if it was a black guy that it pushed or that it scared Santa off a roof, he'd be in jail right now. I think the fact that you're eternally damned to be Santa until someone kills you is pretty dark. No, you're, yeah. you don't have to. Nobody has to kill you. You just you just have to not get married. We only learn that in the Santa Claus too. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to we have to review the first movie in the canon of the first movie. The second movie is an afterthought. It took clearly. them ten years to come up with that ten idea. Year, ten years of mining the mines of Moria. That was the last thing they found before they dug up the Balrog. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, the Santa Claus too." Okay, and then a literal demon came out, and yeah. somehow better than the Santa Claus too. In my However, head. I thought that the movies came out so much closer together than they did. And then I looked it up and I was like, what? No, it's it's wildly far apart. No, Tim Allen was like, I'll only come back if we have a really great idea for the second one. And I think they nailed it. So it's anyways, a, a interesting concept. This week we did to be festive. We did the Santa Claus. And to be fair, there are a lot of Christmas movies that we had to choose from. The original idea was that we we're going to pick three different movies and compare them. And Home Alone was one of them. But Matt was all, but Home Alone's actually a good movie. Yeah, and I also didn't want to do a marathon episode. But then we ended up watching two we movies. We ended anyway. up watching we watched two. three movies in a row. And the third one was the worst. Yeah. Which, guys, this is not a review of netflix movies that are out right now but six underground is fucking garbage yeah we watched the santa claus 2 which we'll talk about and six underground was worse than that (laughs) yeah we somehow had this weird declining quality it's a michael bay movie yeah don't worry about it it's michael bay but 
apparently without any restraint and having a sort of decline into dementia. Anyway, you should know that hand signal signal map. Honestly, what else is over there? Candle. I'm gonna pour myself candle wax in this glass of water. (laughs) Oh. Then you poured wine all over your computer. Yeah. Okay, finish her off. So now we have a timer on this episode. <laughs> which is that <laughs> glass of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I've never drank a glass of wine out of a water cup. This feels really wrong. Oh, guys, it's not it's like, like it's a, like a plastic like novelty so cup. For, a- for reference for our listeners, uh, you know Das Boot? Yeah. Colleen just filled that with wine. Interesting. I was going to go with the uh, McDonald's Batman Forever Frosted Mugs that my aunt and uncle still have, but I like your take on it. Yeah. Um. So this movie is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second one's bad. I'm going to take a stance here. The Santa Claus isn't bad. The Santa Claus is a perfectly fine Christmas movie. It's oh bad. It's... I... All right. For a movie that came out in 94 and is a children's movie, it's not terrible. Okay, this movie is not for children. This movie is for divorced dads. Yeah. <laughs> and them alone. Yeah, this movie does nothing to like make it seem like it's good to be a kid of divorce. Like Half the jokes in the first half of the movie is how shitty it is to be. Yeah. Yes. And then the second movie is just all, like there's a subplot of just how his his child is acting out because of his dad not being there and also being santa claus yeah it's more the crazy power well, so trip the set the second movie loses the plot a lot yeah but the first movie it needs better cgi and yeah. that'll be a consistent theme the cgi sucks yeah but the actual story cut out the fart jokes is good it's a it's a good movie it's, it's well put together but but it's just jungle to jungle it's way better than jungle to jungle it's jungle to jungle christmas version it starts with angry tim allen who treats women and children like they're nothing and doesn't care about his family and is divorced and it starts with him but i guess he loves here's the thing this movie is a horror movie for one that's that's (laughs) another thing good movie also a horror movie and tim allen is consumed by a magical entity that is santa Whatever that entity might be, as Matt knows, while we were wa- we were together while we watched this movie, which was a struggle because two people, it's really hard not to comment on it. But Isn't as it? Matt, now you know our weekly struggle, right? I took notes. I I attempted to identify what type of magical creature Santa was, uh, but it's not like the jokes are pretty funny. Tim Allen is a pretty believable character because remember, he's shitty in the beginning in the way that Tim Allen is shitty. But he's not necessarily the hero of this movie. Like, I also don't think he's that shitty. Like, maybe he works a little too much, but, like, he's... He's abs- shitty to Neil, mostly, who doesn't yeah. seem that bad. He seems, like, kind of pretentious, but not... Yeah. See, like, nobody's as sort of wildly awful as they are in Jungle to Jungle. He, he like, tries to do what he can for his kid and he tries to cook a nice dinner and get him right, gifts all right like, for those of you who have not seen the santa claus santa for him first of all you need to turn around and do that right now pause this episode oh, for the spoilers pause this episode we oh, don't yeah, want to spoil, spoil anything it. spend 
a couple of years. No, you got to go watch it. But well, this this episode will also contain spoilers for Rise of the Scott. No, I'm kidding. We're not kidding. <laughs> okay, so the movie starts out with Tim Allen. Uh, he's a dad. He's in this. He's in some business guy, of course. Aren't they always? Yeah. And he's divorced. So he and- develops toys. Is, he's a marketing de- executive for toys. Naturally. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. This ties into the Santa thing. Right. Yeah. So he, what happens? He, we set the stage of him arguing with his ex-wife, uh, picking on his ex-wife's new husband, boyfriend? Neil. Hey, yeah, Neil. Neil. He's the new uh, Neil is the only person. It's actually Judge Reinhold plays Neil, uh, whose name I know for some reason, but uh, I'm going to call him Neil. Yeah. So he's at a company party. We establish that he's good at his job. He heads home. He's late going home and he lies casually about it. Wait, 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 wait. You can't skip over the blatantly sexist and anti-family joke that he makes about some lady sitting on one of his co-workers laps hated it he also butts into the other the other woman who wins the award i think the more offensive thing is she's giving this heartfelt speech and he grabs the mic from her and goes yeah but no one wants to hear about that let's party something along those lines yeah they're both really offensive yeah not a kid's movie yeah (laughs) not a kid's movie yeah, I guess not. Um, okay, okay. No. So then he's on his way home. Well, blah, he blah, blah. rushes home because he stayed too long. Why I think this is effective staging, right? So there's several bad moves here, but you can see why someone would di- divorce Tim Allen in this 100%. scenario. It's like they're establishing, okay, this guy is not the best person in the world, right? Yeah. He gets home, uh, lets his kid in. His kid really doesn't want to spend Christmas Eve with his dad. It, and it's like begging his mom. And this is the savagery. This is really like really portraying what it's like to be like a child, like in a divorced relationship where your kid just doesn't even like you. Like that, it's so depressing. It's very depressing. Yeah. And it's played like it's a joke. It's really not like it's sad. You, sh- you should feel bad for Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning. I mean, I don't feel bad for Tim Allen. Yeah. I, I want to say two things like, Tim Allen's brand, because we've done Jungle to Jungle now. This might as well be a Tim Allen podcast, because we've done more Tim Allen content than anything else. Um, he His brand is, he's a bad dad. Yep. Like, that that is the comedic chops he decides yeah. to build. And two, um, he just really likes making, like, animal noises and being, like, I don't... He doesn't do a ton of grunting in this movie. Not as much, but... Animal noises is very much a tool time thing. Is... Or Tim home Allen... improvement, rather. I always call it tool time. Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's the show within the show. That's the show within the show. Is... Tim Allen's not funny. No. And he plays the same character. It's always a character who is a bad person and learns a valuable lesson. Well, that's how comedians work. Will Ferrell also plays the same character in every movie. Mm. He's yeah, just a giant no, man child. Yeah. Yeah. The comedi- I just don't like Tim Allen. Steve right. Martin. Steve Martin's kind of the same guy in a lot of movies. I don't yeah, he's the same guy in a lot of movies, but he's not an asshole that learns a lesson. Well, yeah. Somebody no, develops a comedic character and they play that character. Like mo- playing multiple comedic characters is really hard because a comedic voice is much more personal than just playing like a different person. 
Yeah, not saying that everyone has to be an asshole who learned some lesson. It's just that every comedian is their same typecast in I, every movie. I yeah. guess. Amy Schumer's Amy Schumer in every movie. Yeah, but Melissa look, at, McCarthy look at how far Adam Sandler's come. Now Adam Sandler is just stone. fucking off the Yeah, rails. but in many, many, many <laughs> movies, he's the same dude. <laughs> he, he needs to make like 37 different. Happy Gilmore-esque movies to be able to make one Guys, remember, remember Little Nicky? Yeah. Why didn't yeah. we record an episode for that? Because it's so bad you can't even watch the movie. Yeah, it would that's be, true. It would be like trying to watch Six Underground and record an episode We recently that. rewatched it. Who were we with? Meg? I was there. Or was it, it was new? fucking awful. I, like, I kept saying, like, we shouldn't watch this. And yeah. you guys just put it on. It was I like... Was, I was with Team Anoop on that one. Hey, we did it. We made it through. But <laughs> back to this bad movie, or in Anoop's case, like, fine movie... I think Tim Allen tries to be an okay dad. Like he's doing his best as a single father and then he fucks up dinner and they have to go to Denny's. Denny's, yep. And this is a great, this is funny. Yeah, this, this is the de- only funny First of all, scene. this movie fucking hates divorced dads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> savage. Yeah. Well, there's a good line when they're driving over where he asks the kids if he likes Asobuco, which is, I think, funny. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then, yeah, they arrive at Denny's and it's all booked up and they put him back in the single dad section of the restaurant, which has probably the saddest shot in the whole movie where it's just like single dad and kids, single dad and kill, kids kills. And they all just nod and like acknowledgement like, yep, this sucks. And not only that, but they all joke about how they fucked up Christmas dinner. Yeah. Like none of them can cook. Yeah. This movie hates divorced dads. It also has the saddest moment in the whole movie where, what's the kid's name? Charlie. Charlie orders chocolate milk and somehow Denny's is out of chocolate milk. Like chocolate milk. Impossible. Sucks. Right. Do they have regular milk? Yeah, they do. do have, they have no, that's what he gets. He gets plain milk instead. And he says, plain milk is fine. And like no kid would be okay with that if Christmas was already ruined. No, I'd have like, a temper That kid would have sure. had a meltdown and that move the movie should have just been the kid screaming yeah. uncontrollably. I mean, I'd probably have a meltdown. And yeah. if I was forced to hang out with somebody that I didn't really want to hang out with on Christmas too. Exactly. And so this is point two. I'm like so they go home, he's like telling Charlie a Christmas uh, bedtime story, uh, and he he really clings to this idea that Charlie needs to continue to believe in Santa. And I think this is like actually a pretty nuanced view, which is that he's clinging to the concept of Santa because he wants to keep his son in. Like he wants to have that one bit of joy with his son. It's pretty like he can't do anything right. He's a impossible fuck up and he's not the hero. Not yet, until he's possessed by the demon that is Santa. Right. He is not the hero. And so he just wants to convince his son that Santa's real because he wants to have one bit of joy. And it's profoundly sad. It's pretty sad. Well. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. when I started to feel bad for him, for sure. Well, he also, like, Neil is not a great, like, counterpoint as the stepdad because he's the one who tees off that Santa isn't real to this, like, very small kid like yeah it's just yeah because he was like yeah santa uh santa was ruined for me when i was three years old and the wife's like three that's so young yeah everyone has like an oddly dark they're all very tortured yeah damaged past past. because of santa what i'm saying it's pretty sad movie is sad and a horror movie and good (laughs) 
<laughs> Except for the fart jokes. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. So they hear some noise outside. They both go to sleep. They hear some noise outside. Tim Allen runs outside in a jacket and boxers. Iconic. It's a look. Uh, and yells at a man on his roof who falls off. And Santa falls off his roof. So a few things at this scene, right? Santa could very easily press charges here. And that's that's the problem with the American penal system. He'd fall off his roof and somehow it'd be Tim Allen's fault. It's like, the guy was clearly committing a breaking and entering. Yes, he was going to leave toys behind, which is not a conventional breaking and entering. But that's the still man's a crime. A if anyone breaks into my house and leaves me something, I'm going to be more upset than happy. Right, right. You would be confused and you wouldn't use that thing. Right. I'd be like, this is going to kill me or has been used sexually. <laughs> yes. Um, well, did we pass the point? The other one of the other notes I made was something about Charlie asking about TV or something. And Tim Allen goes, we're getting the Disney Channel now. Merry Christmas. And I thought we've come full circle because now it's 2019 and we all just got Disney Plus for yeah. Christmas. Well, it's also a Disney movie and they put in their own advertising. Well, yeah, but have, it was also just nice. I had the same note. I think that was when they were getting ready for bed. But OK, yeah, I just did not want to forget it. Uh, so Santa falls off the roof and, uh, dies, I -hmm. guess, or is mortally injured. Uh, and this is, so this is the first creature or magical entity that I think Santa might be, which is to start, Santa may be a Jedi because he does Obi-Wan out of there, Mm. just disappears, leaving behind only his clothes, right? It's true. Uh, and then he leaves behind a card that dictates the Santa Claus. Which is that by picking up the card and putting on the suit, you become Santa Claus. What if you didn't uh, pick up the card or put on the suit? If you don't if you pick up there, the suit, fine. you don't become Santa. But you're, so essentially, just gone. you're essentially damning the world to a joyless Christmas for the rest of yes. forever. Uh, he looks up on the roof. There's a sleigh. There's reindeer up there. He's like, this, oh. I think this has one of the more clever like kids jokes. Is that Charlie keeps misunderstanding like what a clatter is on the roof and then i forget what the lead in line is but then there's something something clatter that like lets him get up onto the roof you, you know yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's like the ladder, the ladder brand is like c ladder or yeah something. exactly yeah. yeah so i thought that was i thought that was, that was good. also funny good. also a good joke good. uh you get upstairs you meet the Reindeer, the reindeer fart, not good. We all agree. Why Terrible. for a movie with such bad CGI? Like this was after CGI was already used in mainstream movies. Like Terminator 2 had happened, Jurassic Park had happened, maybe kids have not seen those. Why so many CGI shots of these reindeer? I don't know. Well, so the reindeer, they're part practical, part CGI. The no, CGI I think in this is one really they're bad. all no, they're they're practical frequently. No, they're practical in the second one a lot. I think they're all CGI in the first one. I don't know. I think they are. We can rewatch. No, we can figure that out. Point being, the CGI is really bad. It's pretty <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so uh, bad. And, and the fucking reindeer noises. I hate it so much. The, the way that they make Comet like pretend to talk, it gets even worse in the second movie. No, the second one they really go hard on that. It's so in this bad. Movie, it's like it knock it's there and it's like not good, but it's not the end of the world. This one they just make like sort of like human like gestures so they can be 
use for for comedy. In the second one, they go full on Chewy, like and, full on conversations right, happening. And he could with talk Conan. with the reindeer. Yeah, yeah. Chet and is Chet. a monster. Yeah. Um, the CGI is pretty bad. This kid can guilt trip his dad into doing anything. Because yeah. essentially, he's like, "Yeah, you killed that man. Get in the sleigh now. Like, come on." And then Tim Allen reasonably is like, "No." We probably should call the cops. And the kid's like, but dad. And then he, he just does it. He just does it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty sad. It's like a superpower. Yeah. I also love that Tim Allen was just like in his boxers, no shoes, just a jacket. And then he gets in the sleigh and starts flying away. Like, bitch, you'd be freezing. He puts shoes back on because he goes inside. He puts Santa's boots on. Yeah. But he doesn't yeah. wear any clothes yet until he gets to the next house. And then he puts on the Santa suit. He go- he flies through the air though, just wearing his silk boxers. Yeah, because I think they get in the sleigh, not expecting anything to happen, and the yeah. reindeer take off. Yeah, bad reindeer yeah. shots. Then we get through like some of the mythical pieces where you get squeezed down. Yeah, it explains why Santa can fit get yeah, yeah. to your house even if you don't have a fireplace or if your fireplace you, like, is on. Your yeah, your radiator will anamorph into a chimney. So yeah. here's Fireplace. where Santa may be a wizard because he does have a bag of holding. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that was, I think that's an interesting touch because a lot of things like try to have it so that there's imp- this impossibly large bag that still wouldn't be big enough for Santa, like for yeah. all the gifts that Santa would have to deliver. I like that this one just fills itself when you get to the house. Yeah. It's like a Mary Poppins bag. Yeah, no, I think that like instead yeah. of like the one in like the Polar Express, for example, yeah. where it's like this massive fucking bag that houses every it's like, dude, that's such a waste of of course Santa would have if Santa can fly through the air and deliver presents across the world in one night, of course he would have a a more compact yeah, storage I mean, solution. Clearly he must accomplish everything with sort of a spatial distortion technology. Uh, which we'll get to later in the movie. Another funny joke is when Charlie's in therapy and he mentions that there must be some sort of temporal distortion around the sleigh. Yeah. And I'm like, this kid is like five years old. Yeah, I wrote down at that point that it is a nice touch that the stepdad is a psychiatrist because yeah. it gives like a lot of good weird moments where it's like if a kid was going crazy believing in Santa Claus. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's a good screenplay. Anyways, uh. So we have a montage of him going to various people's houses. Mm-hmm. There's one particular little girl who wakes up whom he's, he's very sarcastic to. And he's like, he doesn't drink the milk. He's like, I'm lactose intolerant. And then he leaves. Yep. Yeah. And there's Santa flying <laughs> around with celery in his mouth. Like a cigar. Also mm-hmm. a funny shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. So they do a bunch of homes. Uh, there's some funny shots of him pulling things that are improbably big out of the bag and like oh. fucking up people's trees and stuff. Yeah, we missed the shot where he's driving a sleigh next to a UPS a driver. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, do you know the way? And there's a funny back and forth. Good bit, good bit, yeah. It's a good bit, good bit. Okay, so they, they finish up the night and he's like, let's go home. And they don't go home. They go to the North Pole. Well, yeah, yeah, these reindeer abduct him. They land they, at the North Pole in Colleen's Point where since they're wearing nothing. One, they would have probably frozen to death already flying around. But yeah, they, they fly would, it pretty high. They would be dead, like maybe not dead, but like severely cold to the point of not being able to move. Okay, it's a magic sleigh. We just wrote off the magic bag of holding. 
Yeah, they could have gotten in the magic bag of holding and protect From themselves. From the moment Santa dies, they have the powers of Santa. Yeah. Santa, as we all know, everybody knows this, has frost resistance. Uh, well, okay, if Santa just... has it, then his kid should have died. And that yeah. could be the kid first... is cur- bestowed frost resistance. Santa has an aura of frost resistance. This could be the first curse of becoming Santa, is if you accidentally bring someone back to the North Pole, they get kills, frozen to death because it's all your so loved cold. Ones. Yeah. And yeah. You will never see them again. Hmm. It it truly is a curse. I don't want to lose sight of the fact that well, well, there's more about it that is a curse. Yeah, right? and I think we'll get to that a little bit later. Because we got so, like get to the, the diabetes. We got to get yeah, to the we fine get to print. the North Pole. Uh, we meet the elves. The elves are somewhere in between, el- like Lord of the Rings style elves and hobbits. What a they're fucking like between- choice. They're all children. To make the elves children. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think if they remade the Santa Claus today that they would make them children. I'm sure they're children in the Santa Claus 3, and that movie came out in like okay, 2006 but it's or a, 2007. It's part of a series. You can't change it you midway. Change that, I would love the director to have like a, a lead into the movie and be like, look, we goofed the first two times. <laughs> the elves are now adults, which makes one way more sense, and two removes the creepy undertones mm-hmm. that... Somehow oh. we like come into this movie a couple times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, this time in that in Santa Claus three, all the elves are played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> I would also be on board for that. A little like uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh Tim Burton version where they're all the same guy for the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. yeah. Uh also I, I think making anything like the Tim Burton version of Charlie or the Chocolate Factory is a crime. A plus. Oh, sorry. Crime. Gotcha. <laughs> a crime. Yeah. Uh, Bernard. Uh, Bernard giving Charlie the snow globe. Time is- out. Bernard is the same guy from Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. And I just found yeah. that really fun. Yeah, I mean, so uh, technically we've explored as much of his movies as we've explored Tim Allen's. Yeah. So this is kind of a Bernard Stan podcast. That's true. I think my favorite part about Bernard is that Tim Allen's such an asshole that he can't remember the name Bernard, so he calls him like a bunch of different B names. Yeah. Like, what was the one that he called? I I wonder. Bernard is like a, a very interesting character to me because he's dealt with at least two Santas, right? We have Tim Allen's Santa and we have the previous Santa. Yeah, they imply that these elves live for like thousands of years. Thousands of years. Yeah. How long has he been the high I believe they call him the arch elf? Yeah, they do. Yeah, he's a he's he's a pretty big deal. Oh, Barnaby. That's what he keeps calling him. Like, have you ever fucking met a Barnaby? I mean he's sure. a goddamn elf, so that's like a pretty good name. Um, you also mentioned that's fair. You also mentioned that he gave him a snow globe, and Charlie's so stoked about it. And I just want to say, like, literally, no five year old would be stoked about a snow globe. They'd look at it and be like, "Ah, fuck it," and they'd throw it. It would break. Super Nintendo is out at this point. Yeah, like, like this yeah. isn't the twenties. Like, this isn't okay, some Willy Wonka shit. We're getting but, a candy bar is like the biggest deal in the whole world. Because he got- thought it was cool before he knew it was a magic one. Like that's the big thing. He also thing. got it from an elf, okay, dude. If a dragon comes by and gives you a compass, you're gonna think it's a pretty cool compass, even if it turns out to be a totally nor- com- normal compass. No, Maybe. snow globes one are not a fucking toy, and two are lame as shit. No matter where you get them, you're telling me there's not a, a single point in your life where you were kind of stoked by the concept of a snow globe. You know, no. we have a snow globe in our bathroom, right? Yes, that's for when my parents visit. <laughs> <laughs> So we could hide 
all the drugs in the snow globe. You know what? We might have more than one snow globe in our house. I'm not. I'm pretty sure your mom's gotten you at least two snow globes. Yeah, but I've also never snow been globes like... are the whitest thing in the world. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're so white. It should be in your DNA. Do you get like? Yeah, I think one to two snow globes per house is fine. Still doesn't change the fact that my excitement level has never ticked above like. Well, you've never gotten a snow globe from a magical creature, have you? I, true, I haven't. You've never gotten a humble figurine from a unicorn either, but I bet you'd be pretty stoked about one if you got it from a unicorn. No, I would probably be pretty bummed about that. Compass from a dragon sounds cool because I think it would guide me on a quest. So far, everything else, I'm just not deal- like not digging. Fair. No, you're saying humble figurines won't guide you on a quest. You clearly haven't. If the humble figurine humble. grows into a person, one, I'm going to be scared of shit. Two, I don't know if I want to go if it grows into you, then it kills you and replaces you? Yeah. That, if, you didn't know that unicorn was evil. Yeah, That's exactly. That's four. like likely Subscribe. what's going to happen. I'd watch that yeah. movie. That actually is kind of the plot of Santa Claus 2. It kind of is. <laughs> kind of. We can't forget about so, that. I hate that the Elser kids, I hate that they have like this weird nanny elf that hits on tim allen that's a okay okay you're putting that there no i'm not putting that there like she brings like the cookies and milk and then she says something on the lines of like oh don't you try it mr claus i'm married something like that weird yeah that happens in the movie i'm not projecting anything onto this oh yeah she she does say that yeah is it the one that makes hot chocolate or is a different elf that uh that's the what's your name like julia or... sure julie child yeah julie child. it's it's something like julie uh but the the thing so then bernard explains that tim allen now has to be santa claus yes and he's allowed to go home for 11 months and then he has to return and the specific phrasing is allowed 11 months to get his affairs in order yeah <laughs> it's like santa claus this is where they really establish that santa being santa claus is a curse of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Like for sure. You I, are beholden to a pact. Like, I like, say goodbye to your friends and family. You have 11 months left on normal Earth without magic. Good luck. I like that the card has fine print. I think that's that's funny because, like, I don't know. Fine print will never not be funny in my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it really is, like, basically the conceit is until you are killed... And someone can put on your clothing that you died in. You will live forever and watch your kids grow old and die and all that you love go away. And you will just be cursed for 11 months out of the year to stay dormant and then review every child. And then. Do you think that, do you really, so you think that one Santa Claus was like the Santa Claus and he was living a long life? Yes, like it wasn't yeah. just somebody that that lived until they were ninety and then fell off a roof. And... Well, like how he ages later sort of implies that the Santa Claus look is some sort of side yeah. effect of the demonic and possession. He's objectively not that he's very healthy. Yeah, because they have that scene where they establish that's true that he's incredibly healthy. Yeah, uh, where Tim Allen takes so much joy in running in a fat suit. So, do you which... think that he's? Do you think that he's? Okay, so they're doing this this later in the movie. They're doing this fitness test on him. He's got the fitness level that he had before. 
Uh-huh. So you're saying that he'll have that fitness level forever? Are you saying that internally he will start he will start losing his fitness at the same rate that he would have had he aged at a normal rate, but then he'll just like plateau at some point and just stay an old man forever? I am saying because that... if if not, if he's staying in his shape in the shape that he is in in his mid to late thirties, that sounds ideal. That's not a curse. Sure, you don't have the body, but like you know, fitness. Can you can have any body type and be fit? I'm not saying that the being fit and fat is the curse. The curse is watching the world just slip away from you as your curse to deliver yeah, presents. But, but he can go visit. No, I. He lives at the North Pole, and he like he has to have the snow globe shook. And everyone knows snow globes are lame. So eventually, this kid's gonna put it in a box in his attic, and he'll never see his child again. He'll come back one Christmas and. He won't see his kid, like, because his kid will be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you live forever because it's kind of implied you need to die near someone else to steal the suit. In fact, it's kind of implied you have to be murdered. Okay, do you live forever? Yeah, do you live forever, or is it like there's the magic behind the the death curse or the Santa curse is that eventually you will die on Christmas night. Or Christmas Eve, I suppose. You'll die on Christmas Eve and somebody will find your body. Yeah, it's also so basically you think every Christmas Eve he has to be prepared for the concept. Yeah, it does kind of die. imply sure. that because he only leaves once he's officially Santa every Christmas Eve. Unless they set up I like the concept that his kid would try and kill him to don the mantle of Santa. Well, Claus. that's the end of the movie, right? Matt. So he summons him via the snow globe. Uh, and then kills and then him. him. That's yeah. what I think would happen. I'm going into the family business as he stabs his dad. The Santa his Curse would be a great movie. It, this is that movie. <laughs> it's a few letters off. I assure you. Um, All right, where'd we leave off? Well, so he met Judy. Sorry, it was Judy. I had it in my notes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and she we'll brings him some out. hot cocoa. That she spent thousands of years perfecting. And it made me really want hot cocoa. Yeah. I'll give him that. I um, distinctly remember having my mouth water during the scene as, as a kid when I was watching this. Being uh-huh. like, that looks like good fucking hot cocoa. You can't even see it. It's just a cup, but I really it's wanted a really, it. That mug sells it, though. I you really just, like, wanted the, it. The, the, set design, the set design is very lacking, especially once you get to Santa Claus 2 and you're like, wow, they had money this time. Yeah. <laughs> but it, in this one, uh, the, the mugs that they serve the cocoa in just look like the perfect vessel for cocoa. Oh, looks so good. Like, get me some cocoa from Max Brenner's, put it in that mug, and leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but he goes to bed, he gets these monogrammed pajamas, wakes up back in his own house. Yep. He's still wearing the pajamas, though. Right. And Charlie remembers everything. Yeah. But he's convinced this was all a dream. He remembers everything. He, just... he remembers everything, but he's like, it's a dream. Right. I'm going insane. Charlie... It was a dream that I told you about, and you're also going insane. Uh, this is an incre- This section of the movie is super dark because one, we have the the Santa Claus curse taking effect. So yep. Tim Allen slowly turns into a fat man with a white beard. And uh, we're to understand that this takes 
This takes place over the course. Does this take place over the course of ele- the next eleven months, or does it happen over the course of the next eleven months? Yeah, yeah. It, it happens over time because, like, there's a couple days where he's still well, Tim Allen. There is the one, but when he's at the doctor's office and he's like getting checked up because he's like concerned, he's like, "Doc, I gained forty pounds in a week." So it sounds to me like while it this happens transition pretty quickly, yeah. So, so the the physical changes are only part of it, Colleen, because his mind is fundamentally warped by this and that's so this is where i started to think like so yeah we had the idea that it was he's a wizard maybe Mm -hmm. and that like the north pole was sort of his wizard tower Mm -hmm. and that all made sense Mm -hmm. but the mental changes make me think that there's a separate entity that is santa claus Mm -hmm. that is slowly taking over his mind because he loses the ability to do his own job he gains a ravenous appetite Mm -hmm. he could eat forever Um, no he can only eat sweets forever Sweets forever, yes. He has a supernatural sort of physicality. Like, his body isn't deteriorating because of the damage he's doing. And he's gaining weight very quickly, right? Mm -hmm. So the Santa Claus curse is very multifaceted. I'm thinking it's more likely a possession. Where the demon, the demonic host that has kind of subsumed his form has to alter his body to support him. Kind of like... um. The Venom symbiote yep. in Spider-Man. It like alters him to keep him alive. I just have. I, I think it might be a mix of that and a little bit of Shinigami because he now develops the ability to look at a person and know their name. Oh yeah, just yeah. He has Santa eyes. No, uh, not just children because he that that hot girl walks by him on the street and he says something sexist about like, "Oh, Linda, you've been naughty" or something like that. And she's like, oh, "In your dreams, Santa." I forgot about that line. That yeah, so he sees everyone's. Yeah. He there sees is that everyone and he knows that they're Santa just has sex with the lady. <laughs> he can't see their their age, <laughs> their 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 lifespan like Shinigami, but he can see whether or not they're enough, good or bad. Santa can also see <laughs> but he, can also he doesn't see, use it, but he can. But he can also see whether they're good or bad. So yeah, yeah. yeah so. I I literally just have nightmare fuel period as my note for this section of the movie. So yeah, the kid has been fundamentally broken because oh, yeah. he is convinced that he's Santa, and to the point where Tim Allen has to teach his kid to lie. Yeah. To protect the kid from because getting thrown into an asylum. everyone thinks he's going insane. Yeah. And Tim Allen's, yeah, Tim Allen's fix to this is like, look, we both know I'm Santa, but we can't tell anyone else because that'll ruin it. This is before Tim Allen goes under horrific physical changes. And, and this is when him. we get all the fun jokes of, you know, when he says, my dad's Santa, and he's at school and it's career day or whatever. And the dad's like, ha no, 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 I just make toys for a living. It's like I'm Santa. And he's like, no, 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 it's you're Santa. My dad's Santa. Yes, objectively to everybody else. See, nobody's in the wrong for thinking Charlie's insane. Yeah. Also, Charlie, a total fucking narc. That's that's kind of its own thing. Seriously. But Charlie, come on. Like, you can't keep the secret for 10 fucking yeah. seconds. And this is the best part about Judge Reinhold being the psychiatrist is, like, just reading into it and, like, making it seem like, yeah, this kid is going crazy. But then it takes a really weird fucking turn where he's like, you know what we have to do. And the approach is to get sole custody of this kid. Well, here's the thing. Charlie's convinced his... His step, his, his biological dad is Santa, 
and his biological dad is slowly going through the process of transforming into Santa. If you're Judge Reinhold in that scenario, you're like, this man is insane, and he's trying to convince his kid that he's Santa. Like, this is abuse to the... This is, but this, this is, is like... Psychological the, abuse. To be fair, to be fair, Neil is the only one that seems to be good at his profession. You've got uh, Tim Allen's boss, which... He makes, like, a joke about him gaining weight, not okay, and then, like, doesn't seem concerned that he's now talking about, like, he's Santa all the time, and he's eating sweets all the time, and he's gained, like, 40 pounds over in a week, and his hair is gray. And there's more and then also, jokes at his, his detriment. Yeah, and then also he goes to the doctor, to which he tells his doctor, I've gained 40 pounds in a week, and the doctor's like, it's pretty normal, and you're like, how, what school did you get your degree from? No, yeah. Yeah, so the doctor's terrible. So honestly, Neil's the only person that seems like they have their profession under control. And he's doing the right thing for what somebody should do when their dad is, like the kid's dad's clearly going through some mental breakdown. Mental breakdown. He's gone mad. And the right to do it. Yeah. And so they get sole custody. And uh, Tim Allen... This is essentially this must be November. They don't really establish it. Yeah. But he shows up on what appears to be Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Because they're like making a turkey. He shows up and he's like, I just want to say goodbye to my son. Because uh, Tim Allen has fully sort of mentally transitioned into Santa. Well, he's Claus. gotten a list now of. Yeah. Presumably... So he knows. He knows that he's Santa. Yeah. And he goes to say goodbye. And Char- Charlie, like, kind of comes to terms with it he's like okay you're gonna go and i guess that's okay and then bernard shows up and bernard is like let's go we got to go back to the north pole and get things ready and charlie's like can i come too and tim allen who has lost custody of his son says no you can't come and bernard's like oh sure you can come yeah as long as there's no problems and tim allen kidnaps his child yeah that's a crime so, yeah. That's the second that. crime that he's committed. The first was murder. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so they yeah. just abducted. He's the kid. doing the eternal time for that particular crime. That's though, true. Colleen. That's true. I guess I could let him off the hook, but I can't yeah. for the kidnapping. Without I leaving mean, the only a note, way to let him off the hook is you have to go kill Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah. They abduct the kid, and then the movie takes a turn to just like a search and rescue operation for this kid while he's trapped in the North Pole. And everyone knows it's Tim Allen, so then basically they have a war on Santa Claus. Which is also very funny. Yeah. Where they're just, there's cops taking down Santa in the street. Yeah. That's comical. That's why this, this movie's not for kids. Like, that's not a wholesome thing. That's like, true. Yeah, that is they're, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, yeah, beating up mall Santas, like, <laughs> chasing them down alleyways. Um, yeah. So this is where it's weird like this would fundamentally break your trust of tim allen slash santa claus even if he then came back to prove he was santa claus yeah like yeah the i mean like thanks for not that- leaving a fucking note when you abducted our son like at least like dude i know you're santa and i know you think that since you're santa you're above the law nobody's above the law santa leave a note 
That's why you always leave a note. Well, he still, if he had left a note, he still would have been breaking the law. True. He shouldn't have kidnapped his son. But at least be like, Charlie's safe. I'll bring him back tomorrow once Christmas is. I wanted to spend Christmas with Charlie. But it's not tomorrow. It's a month. Oh. He kidnaps him on Thanksgiving. See, time gets a little wishy-washy here. Are you sure it's Thanksgiving or is it Christmas Eve? They say 11 months to get your affairs in order, and then he gets... I mean, it Pole. could be Christmas Eve. They don't really establish. They it. were making a turkey on Christmas Eve the year before. There's way That's too true. much that happens because there's like shots of what's her name walking around, and there's like a missing kid poster or something. Or yeah, like, what, how I could feel the cops... like I feel like it was no. I feel like it was Christmas Eve. I feel like it was like one night. Well, I'm gonna look up the plot synopsis. Let's keep talking. Okay. But yeah, yeah, like I think when they wrote this movie, they were like, okay, so we'll just give them severe Santa issues the mom and stepdad so that when they do come to they could kind of like forgive tim allen a little bit yeah but how does that make him forgive tim allen because these that means the last santa just sucked so much that these kids had their realities broken and didn't believe in santa tim allen there's no promise that santa is good at his job that's true it's just that he is santa that's true (laughs) yeah so so he kidnaps the kid. There's a whole montage about all the new technology that they've built for Tim Allen. So they built him like a dope ass sleigh. He has a fireproof suit now. Uh, they do a weird thing where they're walking down the hallway and then they dance for a second, which is strange. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't really understand that. How has Santa lived? I guess maybe it's part of the curse. Maybe he can survive the burned body. But how has Santa? been in existence until now without a fireproof suit well so the thing that people don't santa again his suit only has frost resistance so they added the fire resistance on that's but how has he survived i mean cunning mostly cunning the previous santas were very wily Mm. and this santa's more crafty how many santas oh shit how many santas do you think you know that that card with the claws on it is absolutely fireproof how many santas you think burned up in some guy's fireplace and the guy found the suit and the card and had to put it on and it magically repaired itself and then he became the next santa i would say at least 10 so you think these elves were just like you know what fuck him i'm tired of getting new fucking santas every time he goes down a chimney that's on we're just gonna make him a fireproof well no like one of the things growing up as a kid is that you couldn't have a fire going on Christmas Eve, because Santa had to come down it. Yeah, and then the nightmare before Christmas happened, and everyone turned their... F- don't you remember this happening? This is in real life, Matt. I don't remember any of this. It is Thanksgiving. The kid is gone for a full month. Wow. He takes the kid for a full month. It's fucked up. That's bad. It's That's bad. Stuck. He's taking his yeah. kid out of school for a month. He's taking him out of his daily... Kids that young need a routine. They need a daily routine. Yeah. Instead, he's fucking chugging cocoa with these forever kids no wonder he's so fucked up in the next movie and rebelling like they're not even forever kids they're adults trapped in kids bodies like everything they do implies that these well trapped in kids but they're they're their own species matt that's what an adult elf looks like right which just happens to look a lot like a human child with bad prosthetic ears well so the thing is like you think about dogs right when we domesticated dogs they essentially are trapped in sort of a permanent adolescence. Uh-huh. So they're overly friendly. They're kind of floppy. And one thing that happened during that is their ears also changed. Mm. It's true. 
So I propose that elves are domesticated humans. Domesticated <laughs> by the elder demon Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. He kidnapped people and made elves. They developed the sort of abnormal pointy ear trait. Right. They're well, kept alive well, it by took his many, eldritch magic. It took huh? many generations of taping their ears up. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he had that's an aesthetic. How genetics works, Colleen. It's a random polymorphism. Well, he killed off the ones with the least pointy yes. ears. And the ones that don't exactly. have pointy ears, they tape them up. He left them, them so outside. It's yeah. like a corgi. He left them out yeah, of the he sphere. He killed the ones that don't have pointy ears because <laughs> he's like a dog breeder mm. and he's a monster. Wow. So he domesticated humans into adolescent elves. He's been doing this for millions of years. Who knows? I would guess. I mean, I mean we don't know. We don't centuries. know if the Chinese, ancient like Chinese villagers or ancient Egyptians had a Santa Claus myth, but it's safe to assume that they did. Wow! And then he enslaved them to make kid or kids what? toys forever. You know where he got the kids from? His time as Krampus, because they're the same person. It's all making sense. He kidnaps the kids, breeds them into elves, has an army to make toys for him. Hmm. I like this. Yes. And when he dies, he immediately, via his clothes, possesses the next human body he is placed upon. Santa Claus. (laughs) But to be fair, he did only abduct and domesticate white people. I think it was a form of punishment. This is a weird alternate reality where everyone except the person he interrupts giving the speech is white. Yeah, there actually are only white people in this universe. (laughs) Also, Colleen, it is the North Pole. Brown person up there. Where are they going to get a vitamin D from? Yeah, so true. That's just, yeah, it would be cool. (laughs) You got a bunch. Also, if he had a bunch of black elves, that is more troubling than the white elves. (laughs) Well, if no, all for the, sure. If all the elves yeah. were black, this movie would never. <laughs> I think it's. I think it actually started with Santa. Maybe the elves. Maybe the elves weren't there for a long time because, like, the presents. Obviously, toys have evolved a lot, right? So maybe yeah. it was like back in the day when people were having all these black people as slaves. Santa was watching and was like, "Fuck this shit! I'm gonna abduct. I'm gonna abduct all of these slave owners." And domesticate I them think, to be my elves. I think you're giving Santa way too much of a hero's no, arc. No. He's yeah. Santa, evil. you gotta keep in mind, Santa kidnapped the kids as Krampus. Krampus just kidnapped naughty Dutch children, I assume. Yeah, probably. So it's just the population he was working with happened to be white. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not, I mean, he, so initially. I like to think he has a good side. I don't think he does. I think he's he's an eldritch fiend. But he and has to have a good mo- side. He brings children toys maybe well so here's what happens each reincarnation his his own mental personality has been deteriorating and when he finally comes to embody tim allen like tim allen still remembers his life as tim allen yeah he remembers his son he's more wholesome than ever before because this is essentially this is a fragment of the original santa claus that embodies the suit it's like a horcrux he's continued to split his soul so many times that it's a very dilute version of him yeah still has access to his abilities but he doesn't even remember the trauma. See, this is the dark reality, him. and that's why parents from the generation before were told not to believe in Santa so early, because those kids' parents had experienced the tail end of the evil Santa, when the abduction <laughs> abductions were still rampant. Well, so mm-hmm. that's the beauty of Krampus, right? He's the hero and the villain, right? 
Hmm. He brings the toys. He gets adoration, which I assume fuels him in some sort of way. Yeah. Right? Uh, any god is given power by their belief in them. Yeah. So that's how the Santa Claus... He needs people to believe in him, but at the same time, he needs raw human force to to right. generate these toys. If you give 999,999 kids a toy and then abduct one, you have that sort of like power of majority that say what you will about like a kid gets abducted people are still excited for christmas a kid gets abducted by fucking santa claus in this movie and the whole town's still like well we still want christmas to happen that's true. yeah yeah see and that's that's the exact thing he's done it so many times that he's lost the krampus identity because if he knew to be krampus he would have just came as krampus and kidnapped charlie that's true charlie wouldn't have been excited because you know he'd have the horns and stuff (laughs) you know (laughs) krampus is his true demonic form we're Uh, so close to finishing this one and we've got a whole nother great she said right right so so santa has sex with that lady we established that but yeah Uh, yeah yeah and that's like 20 minutes of the movie yeah uh, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's artfully done. It's really but... detailed. It actually reminds me of the lovemaking scene in Wild Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. central. I, it's interesting that they just played simply having a wonderful Christmas time <laughs> on loop for the full 20 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but again, a choice. Not bad, but not good. That's kind of why, you know, how I've been saying it's not a kid's movie. I think this is one of the things. When I was a kid, I just didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how. You just You're block like, it what out. are these? What are those adults playing? I've never played that game before. I thought this weird twenty-minute wrestling scene was odd, <laughs> but I was fine with it. <laughs> um, okay, so Santa heads out on the town for Christmas. I, I, he wraps up with the lady heads after out on the town. having abducted his son a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he heads to a house that's actually a sting operation, and the cops uh, arrest Santa Claus. Uh, and they go outside and there's a bunch of kids around for whatever reason. So this is the weird thing about having it be a sting operation is that they're essentially admitting in some way that there's going to be a real Santa Claus that gets down a chimney somehow. Yes, it's an interesting choice. Well, every I, I mean, think about it this way. Like all of these adults have known for years, they all refuse to believe in Santa Claus, but all of them have known for years, like, they don't buy their kids' presents. They just show up, and they're just like, don't ask, don't tell. That's their policy about Santa. <laughs> hmm. Did you buy yeah. that? No. Me neither. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess we saved some money. Yeah. I, it could be part of the the sort of Santa magic. Hmm. Santa knows modify memory. Yeah, and he just yeah the it. toys are definitely just, a wizard. Yeah, he, no, I, partially a wizard. No, a lot of things. It's, it's this weird uh, like bards sim, can learn modify warlock with the right uh, build set can learn modify. It's a pretty common spell. It's unimportant, Colleen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it, Santa gets put in jail, uh, and this is where the movie loses me. And this is like late in the movie uh it's the line elves with attitude mm. yep i was over it yeah. well you didn't like the idea of like navy seal elves with jetpacks no look i'm totally fine with the idea of navy seal elves with jetpacks i think that's completely reasonable i think frankly it's screenwriting 101 yeah. you know you introduce a conflict you introduce elves with jetpacks yeah that's reasonable however 
elves with attitude is the worst thing ever honored yeah by man and so they get out so they can complete christmas mm-hmm. and charlie gets returned home yeah yeah so he brings charlie back he charlie busts him out of jail then he brings charlie back and reveals to a rather large group of people that santa is real and that he is santa yeah and everyone's like okay with it no she's like wow it is you you really are santa yeah it's like it's tim allen in a fat suit like come on well i mean he's got the flying sleigh and everything so it works but she's no, like, I thought she's into him in that. Yeah, moment, no, right? she's I thought she's more saying it's really you reading it as, wow, you're really Tim Allen, not wow, you're really Santa Claus. Also, it's a hundred percent that there's a demon possessing him because he knows this stuff that Santa knew. He knows what people wanted for Christmas when they were little kids. Right. Because he's got he's got at that part is so fully, yeah. So fucking yeah, he's creepy. Fully become Santa. Yeah. He's fully integrated. Um, that he's now has access to Santa's memories. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's dark. Um, or maybe he just carries around a bottle of uh, Santa's nostalgia pills, like in yeah. uh, Watchmen. <laughs> um. <laughs> he did it. So he leaves. He says, shake the snow globe if you ever want to see me again. Charlie is such a fucking asshole. Such an asshole. It. He shakes it right a fucking way. You're like, he's got presents to deliver. It's fucking Christmas Eve, Charlie. Can you wait a day? You just spent a month with him. A month minus 20 minutes, like, but a month with him. There's rules about this, Charlie. You can't learn You can't <laughs> learn this soon enough. You got to wait three days before you call him back, you know? Yeah, you just seem like. Kind of desperate, Charlie. Yeah. And I get that he's your dad he's or whatever. He's thirsty but... AF. Right, he's a, di- a gift-giving demon first and foremost. Yeah. And you got to remember that. <laughs> uh, then he comes back. It's wholesome. Yada, yada, See, yada. See, I think the snow he... globe makes it darker. Because if the movie instead were, don't worry, between January 1st and Thanksgiving, your dad will just be your dad. He'll undergo a horrific transformation once a year, but... Other than that, it'll be fine. Yeah, like a kind of like a werewolf. Right. No, instead he is trapped in the North Pole to be really beckoned by the... I don't think he's trapped. I think that in the next film, it, it, they make it seem like he comes He comes to visit. By getting... He comes to visit, but it's different. Your dad lives I in the fucking North Yeah, but if your dad lived in California back, and you lived like, in Japan, it would be the same thing. I think thing. it's Vampire I live in California where my family like, lives in New Jersey. I come once a year. I, Vampire-esque so, where someone has to shake the snow globe as if it's being invited in. And... <laughs> no, they say that in the second movie. He's Our like, baby. it's been months since I've seen him because I don't think he shakes the snow globe anymore. Well, because you're a teenager. Right. You're not going to shake the and snow, snow globe every time you want to see your dad. How long did... Okay. How long did Tim Allen have to find a wife? What was the fucking second Santa Claus? They established that it's like a decade. The decade? He had a while to find his wife. And, and not uh, once did Bernard think to bring that fucking up? Bernard doesn't know. Mm. It's uh, the fucking nerd in the second movie. That you mean he's the only one who knows the Nazi scientist elf. Well, is he a new yeah. elf? Like that's the thing. He's been doing it for years. But the previous Santa, well, one we know the previous Santa liked to get his fuck on. And where the that's fuck? That's its own thing. Was the previous Santa's Mrs. Claus? 
Right? That's also I bad. think that is another part of the curse. Does she die as well? If you commit someone to love, one, you convert them into the Mrs. Claus figure. So you can have oh, this beautiful is- woman turn into this, like... Okay, Matt. Yeah, wow. There's, nothing, there's no I good hope I don't, to that. There's no I good hope end. I don't gain weight. Clearly, right, if he's going to think I'm a monster. <laughs> if I got... If, if we saw Santa's clothes on the ground, I'd be like, I, my dream, I could become Santa... But I'm cursing you to also become Mrs. Claus well, yeah, you're, forever. You're cursing me to be Mrs. Claus and you're cursing me to give up my career. And you're cursing me. What, what happens to our fucking children if we had children? It's, and then also I then have to wait on you hand and foot and make you fucking cookies all the time. I'd kill myself. It's a literal. Well, no, that's what Judy is for, Colleen. Mm. So you're fine. It's a fucking That curse. might be problematic but for you. It's <laughs> implied then that the Mrs. Claus dies simultaneously with the Santa. So... Or Santa didn't have a Mrs. Claus at that moment because every time the Mrs. Claus dies, he has ten years to get a new one. That's true. And so he was just he was he was a bachelor. Or or maybe when Santa dies, then the Mrs. Claus gets basically teleported back to wherever she was when she became Mrs. Claus with no memories of what just happened. Because you can't have a woman walking around with the memory of Santa. I think so. She just like shows up into somebody else's home, and it's been hundreds of years. And she has no yeah. idea what the fuck's she's going like on. She's like, she's like, what are cars? What is happening? I, what is everyone wearing? I think the parasite's smarter than that. Because that's asking for someone to uncover some dark, dark magic. So you think yeah. she died? Yeah, I think the parasite would kill its host. I would pose an even darker future that Colleen actually just made me think of. Which is the concept of serving Santa hand and foot. Who is, in fact, serving Santa is Judy. Because Judy was the previous Mrs. Claus, who upon the death of Santa was transmogrified horrifically into an elf. Look, there's limitless options here to reboot this as a horror franchise. (laughs) Yeah. I think we should do it. And now her life, she's just, because she had Santa's pajamas. Yeah. She knows how to make hot chocolate perfectly for him that he he loves. Because he needs an endless supply of sugar, like the fucking cockroach from the first Amendment Black movie. So, wow, this is dark. On vacation, I watched the Santa Claus one. And then my best friend posits, hey, how do you think the Santa Claus 2 starts? (laughs) So I think, oh, we'll just Wikipedia it and we could say, like, look at how they let in. Nope. We watched it. And then I said... In his very limited time that he went to L.A. to visit said best friend. And then I said, is this some sort of curse that the movie has on the real world, whereby watching this, we have then forced someone else to watch it? Oh, and now we're Matt, recording you, you a, best start believing in horror stories. Now we You're in <laughs> are recording a podcast that might make people watch The Santa Claus 2. Okay, I just want to preface this with when I was watching Santa Claus 2. First of all, I was mad. I was mad that I was forced to watch this movie. I had watched Santa Claus 1 and then on a Saturday. And then Sunday was my lazy day. I did absolutely I was fun. nervous I don't want to talk about you. I don't want to talk about this. I'm still mad at you about it. I was <laughs> it was my day off. It was my day to do nothing. I didn't run. I barely got off the couch. I was a lazy piece of human garbage and it was perfection. Uh-huh. So I watched I watched more of Death Note. I'm on like episode thirty two. It's great. Um watch more of Death Note. I watched 
I caught up on some of my TV that Matt doesn't like to watch because he says they're trashy girly shows. And then I'm like sitting there and I'm watching This Is Us. I'm catching up on the new season. I'm so excited about it. And I get a fucking text message from my husband that says, you're going to need to watch Santa Claus too. I contemplated not telling you, but then how would Anoop and I go through this whole episode without referencing the Santa Claus too? Yeah, I mean, it made sense, but I was really mad at you. And I was like... I wanted to clean, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. It's a true it. curse. I'm going to watch it. It was a curse. I'm going to watch it, but I put it on, and when I put it on, I came to the kitchen, and I made myself sugar cookies. The curse has manifested in it real life. You had a sugar life. craving. I had a sugar craving, absolutely. But oh. I'd also like, I, I bring this up to mention mostly that I was not fully paying attention, but I realized somewhere while watching this movie that I had 100% seen it before. Oh, you definitely have. Yeah, that's a given. I've never We've seen We've all seen it before in our deepest sleep. You know you know, sleep paralysis? Mm-hmm. You know, like you wake up and you see a demon? Uh, when I have sleep paralysis, I actually just see the entirety of Santa Claus 2 <laughs> frozen in the corner of my room. And then I wake up. This it's fucking deep. movie. It takes a while. Uh, anyways, turns out I was the demon all along because <laughs> I did start Santa Claus 2. And I could because not Because I have... did think it would be funny. And I think I was right. So, so. throughout this movie, it's, a plus. it starts out with... A plane going over the North Pole doing some scientific monitoring. Yeah, what the fuck was and that? And they lock onto a signal of noise that's the elves working. Yeah. And yeah. So this is a plane hunting for Nazi scientists. Yeah, clearly. Weirdly enough. Um, so I, at first, was like, never in a thousand years could I write this intro to the Santa Claus 2. No. Matt, it would have taken a thousand monkeys working for a thousand years could not have conceived of the entire film, let alone this being the start. By the end of this movie, you could have given me the lifetime that everyone has lived and will live to write this movie, and I would not have gotten even close. Yeah, it was particularly funny because I started it with how do you think Santa Claus 2 starts? This, (laughs) and it's bonkers guys. <laughs> it doesn't just start bonkers it remains bonkers no it starts at 10 and gets up to like 13 yeah like, on a scale of three like it makes yeah. no fucking sense okay so yeah i i'm just gonna go through this movie as fast as possible okay. from what i remember yeah because we're it's already an hour in here the movie starts out with the scientific expedition that the santa claus elves have learned that if they get caught Something about their magic will curse them to death. So they have this red alert system that, like, they the all elf set con up. System. The elf con system. Yeah. So clearly, this is a regular Wait, occurrence. So, one just quick interruption. I, Colleen, join me on this. Let us not say anything until Matt is done with this movie. Deal. Oh my! I want This is Matt recaps the Santa Claus too. Oh, I'm gonna need another bottle of wine. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll try my best. I would, it's probably harder to not say anything than it is for me to ramble on for 25 minutes exactly. about this I'm, I'm stone cold silent. I think maybe this would be a good opportunity to start our, <gasps> okay, wait, okay, first, I think this would be Colleen great. already opp- failed. This would be a great opportunity, I'm doing really well, this would be a great opportunity for me to start my, my spinoff podcast, which is Colleen Explains Stuff, where I've explained things horribly. I won't go into that, but I think that's still a pretty funny idea because I'm really bad at explaining things. Second of all, at the end of this explanation, I'm going to need us 
to bring it back to the punch squad. Yeah, I think we'll have a good punch squad okay. at the end. Of okay. This. Okay. Continue. So, Matt, are you ready? Are you prepared? Is there any sort of final words you want to say before you go into this? I wish I had had more alcohol leading into it and maybe I'd read the plot synopsis. No, I'm good. Thank you. No, now he needs a clear head. He wishes he was already drunk, though. Okay, go. This fucking movie starts out with the elf con system, which to me is batshit insane because these elves are fearful for their lives. But the first movie sets up that anyone can know about Santa with simile, seemingly no repercussions. Like, he tells fucking everyone, the kid tells fucking everyone, it's fine. People meet elves. But now, if the elves get caught by some Russian scientist, something dark's going to happen. So you have to imagine that they're on a scientific expedition to harvest the Santa energy <laughs> after it was revealed in the first movie that Santa exists. So they're constantly under threat. That's why they have the Elfcon system. <sighs> they're getting ready for Christmas. Somehow the North Pole got a remodel. I guess the Property Brothers got up there. We're like, no, none of this. Like, come on. It's got to look good. We got a bigger budget now. And Bernard and the Nazi scientists that we had no idea who he was are just very nervous. Like the whole time, Santa Claus is jolly because it's the best time of year. They're getting ready for Christmas, which don't they do that all fucking year? Don't they spend all year getting ready for Christmas? Why is this time any different than any other time? But seemingly they're in crunch time now as they get closer and closer to Christmas Day. Best way to get something done. They break the news that they have found a subclause, the second clause to the Santa clause, that in a nice touch is inlaid in the fine print of the fine print. They have a whole bit where just you go to the eye doctor and they just explain how eye doctors work. We just try things out and then it gets better. It's like, yeah, that's how fucking glasses work. You guys suck. God, this movie sucks. They find out that the movie, the movie's premise is that he has to abduct a woman to be his Mrs. Claus if he wants to continue to be Santa Claus. In the fucking selfishest move ever, he decides, yes, I need to continue to be Santa. Instead of giving up that title and just going back to being Tim Allen for your fucking kid who's having issues and is vandalizing the school and is just trying to get his dick wet because he's a teenager. He's like, no, I must remain Santa forever instead of being a good parent. They say, great, we're going to fucking clone you. But since I'm a Nazi scientist, I built in the Nazi AI into my cloning machine. In the craziest fucking decision of this movie, of many, they clone Santa and they do Tim Allen in Santa makeup as if he's part plastic. He's got this like veneer to him. He's got a plastic beard. He's got a plastic butt flap. <laughs> What the fuck was anyone thinking when they decided to make this movie? So they make Dark Santa, who is so dark that no one can look at him. And one of the subplots is that they have to stay far away to keep up the illusion because he's so fucking terrifying. He'll scar the elves for lives. And Tim Allen's like, this looks good. This Santa doesn't has no understanding of anything. We're going to feed him the Santa rules. Nothing could go wrong there about being naughty or nice. No black and white there. Nothing so, like that would be fascist about any of the Santa rules. Things will be okay. Nazi elf Bernard, you got it. Just have him do like meet and greets and hand waving. I don't even remember how he gets down from the North Pole. I think it has something to do with the reindeer. He, t he takes Comet. We get to see Chet which for some 
fucking reason someone's like, you know what needs comedic relief? Some slapstick. The reindeer. Oh, and you know what? The reindeer are going to be practical in this one. Oh, and you know what else? Santa can talk to the reindeer. And the reindeer talk back. What the fuck? Also, where's Rudolph? What is happening? Why is Comet the... God damn it. This movie. He goes back to the North Pole. Fuck. No, he He goes back to wherever they're from, (laughs) near Chicago. I'm losing my goddamn mind. But not before Bernard gives him a watch that says, Hey, Santa, here's your magic meter. Oh, so now we have this concept that Santa has a magic source and that this is going to like run out and he could like will things into existence with the Santa magic. What? What happened to the bag? What happened to the sleigh? No, it's all his Santa magic that now is in limited supply that Tim Allen is just going to fucking jerk off all over the town to get his dick wet. He's like, yeah, no way am I going to save this for something meaningful. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to piss through this. Beep, beep, I'm Santa. He goes down to fucking (laughs) suburbs of Chicago as a fat fucker who looks like Santa. And everyone's like, no, that's not Santa. That's Tim Allen, his dad, who's been missing for 10 plus years. You don't don't mind him. He's just back from his business trip to Japan. He gets back and he's immediately like, you know what? The principal fucking sucks because she hates Christmas. Maybe the first thing of pop culture. Did this start the war on Christmas? Maybe. But yeah, Tim Allen is like, my kid's acting out because the school has no Christmas spirit. And I'm fucking Santa Claus. But I can't tell any of you that for some reason, even though in the first movie I told fucking everyone, the cops know Santa's real. But I can't tell any of you. And the kid is fucking blue balled because he just wants to tell everyone he's Santa. Can't get his fucking Santa jollies off. It's like, no, I have to be tight-lipped about this because for some reason we needed to add this to this movie. Cut back to the North Pole. Nazi Santa is like, ah, you know what? I'm reading the rules. I have to check the list. And they're like, oh, fuck, no. We already checked the list. Don't do this. You're a fucking Nazi AI. You can't do that. Too late. He somehow gets the list, which seems impossible. And I don't know why the list really matters because they're already making all the toys and they already sort of decided on everything. But yeah, whatever. They get the list. Back to fucking suburbs of Chicago, Santa Claus is morphing back into Tim Allen, which seems like more of a curse than morphing into Santa Claus. And they make it seem like becoming Tim Allen is like hot. Like Tim Allen is somehow like somewhat sexy, but when he's still mostly Santa Claus, he gets set up on a date with a Santa loving fucking freak who is like so down to fuck and marry and run off to the north pole immediately and it's like okay if in my selfish nature i'm going to become santa forever i've got my victim let's go let's get out of here and he's like you know what nah but he was possessed by this demonic thing you know she would change when you give her the santa curse and make her mrs claus so like you don't love her on first impressions whatever marry her turn her into Santa Claus and you'll be fine. But no, it's like, yeah, this is too much over the top. He bails out of there and he's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck the fucking principal. Like that is what I'm going to do because I'm Tim Allen. We get presumably the fart jokes after like Comet got into candy. I'm losing the plot. Nazi Santa decides that everyone needs to get coal. And to do that, he clones toy soldiers, which in the most horrific like imagery in i'm assuming the whole santa claus franchise these like larger than life toy soldiers with seams down their faces are just there to 
force the elves to make coal. I don't know how that works, but yeah, they just have to make coal. And that's what these people are forced to do. And for whatever reason, none of the elves are setting off the alarms like, hey, this isn't Santa, is it? It's like, no, our slave driver is just changing the course of direction for Christmas this year. Every kid's naughty. Let's make all of this coal. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> you know, oh, Santa Claus. Different Christian icon- iconography. <laughs> God, what's happening? Um, Tim Allen's back to Tim Allen and he crashes the principal's holiday party, which is a real snoozer. So the only way to make that happy is to give people free shit. But instead of giving them just like lotto tickets or like wine bottles, no, here's something incredibly personal from your childhood that you haven't told anyone about for Secret Santa gifts. And somehow now you're doubting your own sanity because this gift that you swear you've never never told any of your coworkers about has just arrived and you just don't know what to fucking believe anymore. And you're just like, all right, I'm going to become a shamble of my formal self because my world has just been rocked at a Christmas party at a high school. But what for fucking, what does it fucking matter? Like I heard Santa was real 10 years ago, but I can't be told that anymore. And then Santa blew his magic load to do that, to like get people gifts for someone who doesn't believe in Santa because like the other movies, she had her fucking world rock about Santa when she was like two years old or some bullshit. Like no one can fucking believe in Santa when you're an adult. Oh, and it has to be a horribly traumatic way that you don't remember. Yada, yada, yada. She starts to fall for Tim Allen. Tim Allen has to go back to the North Pole to save everyone from plastic Nazi Santa. There's some battle scene. Did he abduct his kid again? Yeah, he probably abducted his kid again to fight his fucking war against the plastic, like, faux dictator that he stood up in his place. God, how do they even... Can someone help me out? How did they get back together to get married? What happens? God damn it, you guys. Would you like to tap out of the... No, I'm almost done, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm sure I missed a lot of good parts, but... He fucking defeats the the dictator version of himself, which kind of makes you think, like, is something within him one inch away from becoming a full-on dictator? Um, it's Christmas. They've got to deliver the toys. Oh, fuck. No. I remember now. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for the help. <laughs> dictator Santa is about to get out of the North Pole orb that they have invented in this one. And before he does it, Santa takes Chet the fucking demented reindeer that we're going to have to do a punch squad on. I know we're going to have to do a punch squad on it. I know it's what we're doing the punch squad for, but he takes the reindeer, takes down bad Santa sleigh. And it's like, Oh my God, we saved Christmas. Even though presumably we lost all that productive time making coal instead of toys. So there's no way we have all the toys, but I'm not going to be Santa anymore. So I have to marry you right this second. No reading the fine print. You're fucked for life. Oh shit. I'm going to become Mrs. Claus. And the day is saved. And Charlie becomes a good kid again because I don't know why that would change anything about his situation. And Tim Allen is now able to become Santa forever, presumably, except there's a third movie. So there's an escape clause. That was good. That was good. So uh, I think the only thing you really missed 
uh, was early on, he meets a council of other legendary figures. Oh, I forgot. About How could this. you forget? Including Mother Nature, Father Time, Cupid, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy, and the Sandman. Um, That's how he gets back to the North Pole. Or from the North Pole is the Tooth Fairy. Uh, We're also, during this movie, introduced to Lucy, who is his, uh, who is Charlie's um, half-sister. And Lucy, so uh, after Scott tells Carol that he's Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. she's like, you're full of shit, get out of here. He goes back and tells Scott being Tim Allen. Sorry. I transitioned because I've been reading the Wikipedia article because I don't know this. Also watch the movie. But uh, Tim Allen goes back to his son. His son's like, how the fuck? Why would you want to date my shitty principal? And he he gets real sad because he's like, you're Santa and I can't tell anybody. It's like, okay, calm down. Puberty has hit you pretty hard. Um, He, Lucy convinced Charlie to forgive tim allen then the nazi scientist shows up and is like hey nazi santa went a little third reich on us like (laughs) we need you back uh tim allen's like well fuck i can't get there so he yanks a tooth out of lucy's head with his bare hands it's a graphic scene uh (laughs) and the tooth fairy shows up and he uses a tooth fairy to fly him to the north pole then you pretty much got the big fight down. Um, I think we also forgot to mention that that his girlfriend, future Mrs. Claus, is Juliet from Lost. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and Charlie convinces uh, Juliet from Lost uh, to leave the island and come to the North Pole to another sort of limbo. Ultimately, yeah. sort of a limbo. It's actually kind of How very appropriate you, that she ends up on Lost. How does Charlie or Juliet? From- <laughs> I don't know what her actually name is in the movie. How do they get to? The North Pole. Oh, uh, Charlie yanks out one of his teeth. Yes. And gets the Tooth Fairy to come pick up him and Carol. Right, because that's the last, like, they're about to lose, and then they show up with the Tooth Fairy again. Exactly, again. So they couldn't think of a separate mechanic. Um... And that's the movie. And I think the only appropriate thing to do to get out of that is to talk about uh well i, I want to set up a scenario for you guys so uh the sandman is definitely a de- like a serial date rapist right yeah yeah probably okay. uh or he just has narcolepsy there's no need to be mean <laughs> but he has so sand that puts you to sleep yeah uh yeah, it's just but roofies. anyways you guys are the cloned version of santa uh, and you're about, you have to escape the North Pole, of course, to deliver coal to all the children of the world because they're all naughty. I have a thing that I, it took every ounce of my being to not mention it is. My voice is Okay, hoarse. Santa, <laughs> Santa is, he left the North Pole, what, in right around Thanksgiving again? He had like two weeks to find a wife or something Yeah, bullshit. it's like. He had 28 How? days, yeah. Okay, they're like, we don't have enough, we're not going to have enough toys for all the kids because we are going to give them all coal. I'm sorry, you had 11 months per- to prepare for this. That. You had 11 months and you don't have any toys? Do you only make toys in fucking November? My you synopsis dumb fucks? is so good because I got that point and then also yeah, said then I they mean, course correct and still have Christmas even though they lost 20 days. Well, I think the, the, the this is my head canon, of course. And, you know, a lot of the fan fiction writers, they've kind of corrected well, this yeah. issue. But obviously they use the toy cloning machine. 
to make additional don't toys. they actually use the cloning machine again or no they yeah, yeah they, they turn they make them small they had the cloning, that's how they defeat toy Santa. if they had the cloning machine the whole time no, did that the was nazi, it a new development the nazi technology no, yeah. so really so they're in they, the 10 years santa picks up he reverts he he has sort of enters a fugue state where he becomes again krampus okay and okay. he goes to Argentina right. and kidnaps not a Nazi scientist, but sort of the great grandson yeah. of a Nazi scientist. Yeah. And that that boy he takes and he sort of alphafies with his dark magic before exiting the Krampus state and becoming once again Santa Claus. But of course he doesn't remember that. And uh, he, he sort of he sort of forces this elf spirit into the Nazi scientist, mm. so that's probably why he doesn't remember the Mrs. Claus, because it's sort of an amalgamation of a Nazi scientist and an. All elf right, spirit. can we just beat the fuck out of a reindeer? Yeah, punch squad. Yeah. So, anyways, you're Nazi Santa. You're escaping the North Clo- North Pole, and you have to defeat this reindeer with attitude in order to escape the North Pole. Can you do it? Welcome to the Punch Squad. So this is interesting. Colleen totally stepped on my beautiful I'm intro. I'm so sorry. Interesting. Yeah. So we're not, we're, we're putting ourselves in the fiction for this Punch Squad. Okay. I, I frequently set up a fictional scenario. No. I did it with the dog from Beetlejuice. That's, the dog yeah, that kills I, I people. Yeah, I guess we were the family. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I have a good track record on Punch Squad, so I don't want to lose. Like, I want to deliver coal to the whole world. Exactly. I need to get in character for this. All right, so what do I need to do? I need to beat up a reindeer? You need to beat up a single reindeer with attitude. Yeah. Or we can do the Tim standard punch, cods, punch Squad scenario in which you are delivered a dossier that details your target. You have to go to where they live and punch them in the face. This reindeer can fly. This reindeer can fly and lives in the North Pole. And you you receive the dossier. Okay, okay. I think I would rather not have the dossier. I would rather be punch the random weird reindeer. nutcracker thing. Yeah, so you're Nazi Santa. I'm Nazi Santa. I'm stealing. Clip that. Clip that. Colleen I'm Nazi Santa. said she's yeah. Nazi Santa. Oh, we got that. Uh, oh, what's that? Yep, saved. Okay. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. Nazi Santa. Sucks. Um... <laughs> Okay, so I'm Nazi Santa, and I'm stealing one of these elf jetpacks for sure. And I'm just going to have it on. Maybe I'll wear something over it so it's not super obvious that I have it on. But that's how I'm going to get this reindeer. So, so no. when it starts flying away from me, engage my jetpack, boom. Very good idea, but I think there's two options. You're okay. either already in the sleigh trying to escape, and you have to take out this reindeer, scenario one. But or then scenario, you're going to die. Scenario two... You are just a normal person, and then you have to just beat up a regular reindeer. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I think Colleen's plan, if if the Santa Claus, uh, or rather Nazi Santa, is in the sleigh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he has the jetpack, that affords him an additional level of mobility that I don't think Chet would have accounted for. Very true. That he he can then jetpack out of the sleigh and punch Chet. Before Chet can even... Chet thinks he's got another, like, 20 feet of clearance. But then Nazi Santa Cl- uh, Colleen jetpacks out of the sleigh and delivers a sort of falcon yeah. punch directly to Chet's nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. It's pretty good. Um, also, we'd have to be over an ocean while I did it, for sure. Because then the whole sleigh and Chet would go crashing into the ocean and drown. And I would be able to fly away with my jetpack. 
You're trying to escape, though, in Nazi Santa Claus scenario, the North Pole snow globe-ish thing. Hmm. Maybe I'm reading too far into the scenario, like the battle set up here. But I'm like thinking the scene from the movie. How do you take out Tim Allen? I I think we that's that's if we default to the original punch squad. Colleen's got it. Colleen already won. If it's the original punch squad, go with a jetpack. Pretty proud of this. The the reindeer thinks, oh, well, uh, but that's the thing. How do you get to the North Pole, Colleen? Chet's not on regular duty. Until the end of this movie, but this is this is set in Minius. Well, clearly, Rock. I've had this dossier for a while, and I'm actually part of that Russian science scientific expedition. But they failed to find. They did North fail Park. to right. find him in the beginning of the movie. But I'm trying to capture or kill or punch Chet later in the movie. So at this point, I've done a lot of groundwork. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got it. Okay, I'm taking scenario dossier. Okay. Okay, dossier. Matt, there's a knock at the door. It's November 24th. You've just finished serving your delicious spatchcock turkey. A man stands at the door. He wears a trench coat and sunglasses. And he hands you a manila folder. You know, it's time. Punch squad begins. So, I I need more time than this. And since I am (laughs) such a qualified secret agent, I've been spending years becoming the most renowned. Right. He hands you a dossier. You hand him back right. a dossier that says, I know. Right. I am the world-renowned reindeer trainer. Okay. You got mm. a Christmas market. You got a light show that you want a reindeer at. You're calling me. Wow, I've been working undercover for years. Wow. I mean, 10 years to be exact, because you've known about Santa, Santa for, for 10, 10 years. years. So, Because fucking Charlie. Because Matt was in that crowd. Yep. Of children cheering on Santa 10 years ago. Wow. Then everybody else forgot, but Matt remembered. A decade of training. So I become a renowned reindeer wrangler. Santa, having such a rowdy reindeer in his few Krampus state, abducts me. Oh, okay. A bearded 20-somethings man. Right. We know he has dark... Dark magics that he, dark urges. And dark well. urges. He kidnaps me to become his reindeer wrangler. Got it. But I'm waiting for this because I never forgot. Never forgot that Santa was there. Yeah. So <laughs> Matt's covered in tattoos. <laughs> they're like, I know you're right. real. So yeah, I to check twice. I arrive. And immediately just starts sprinting away from Santa. Wait, he's got a tattoo. But instead of the Twin Towers, it's just the North Pole. And it says, never forget. And then it says, yeah. it says 1225. <laughs> yeah, good. he's knuckles. He's got naughty on one set of knuckles and nice on the other. <laughs> I am so attuned to the reindeer spirit that I can smell a reindeer from four miles away. So I have no problem navigating the twisty, turvy streets of the North Pole. I arrive at the reindeer pen. Can you speak to reindeer like Santa? No, I don't possess okay. that magical power. Thankfully, that seems like a curse. But yeah, I can—he can smell them. But he, can't, I can he doesn't know pick out saying. a rowdy reindeer because I've been training my whole life. It's caged. Well, you've been—it's got nowhere for to go. Years. Ten years. Papa. Never saw Imagine. it coming. Okay. Now I've just given myself up to the Krampus and will be now possessed and turned into some demonic reindeer trainer to never leave i think yeah you'll be turned into an elf much like the nazi scientist but i have accomplished my mission so yeah i think 
another option, another option. Depends on how old I am in this scenario. If I'm a child, let's say I'm one of the kids in the in the audience or whatever, the for, uh, 10 years ago, um, you could also go down the route of pretending to be an elf to infiltrate. And then there's that elf that's chilling in the stall. Yeah. Like chilling with the reindeer, chatting with it, and like feeding it food and stuff. Slit its throat. I mean, punch it. Yeah. Just punch. I mean, oh, I mean, you're allowed to kill anybody. Remember, in when Matt faced the Beetlejuice dog, he killed an entire yeah. family. That's true. Theoretically, yeah. you could just kill Santas mm. until you get. Exactly my point. So, the, I have two scenarios. Okay. One, if it's me and I know, I take on the Santa Claus curse. I kill Santa. Mm. I become Santa. I deliver all the gifts because I'm not a monster. Uh, well, not yet, obviously. I've been subsumed by Santa. Uh, I head to the North Pole. I now am Santa. So I can have Chet dragged out yep. by his hooves and beaten to death by the you elves. I could create. You become Nazi Santa. I could become any Santa. You could become, become any sort of Santa, Santa. Wants. And the world you will don't know pay Santa's him back. political ideology. In 10 years, you will have a no questions asked out. Yeah, because you just yeah. don't have to get married. Done. Exactly. Oh, wow. Now, but see, here's the problem. No colored people exist in the world of the Santa Claus. So I can't do that. I can't. I've already been disqualified from the game. However, another They'd never let you be Santa. They'd be like, sorry, only white dudes can break into people's houses. If I were Colleen. You become the Mrs. Claus. Santa Claus. Become the Mrs. Claus. I saw it from a mile away. (laughs) Carol can. She can go to the North Pole. She could kill Chet. Hmm. Um, so that that's another potential scenario. Otherwise, I guess I could just pull a tooth out of anyone and kidnap the Tooth Fairy. I don't know if he operates by similar clauses. I might kill him just to be safe because he's an abomination. Yeah, he is very weird. The Molinator. Yeah. yeah, there is a great sequel to this movie. It's not the Santa Claus 3, but there's a great sequel to this movie where... There's somebody who is seeking that all of those legendary abilities get passed by killing. Like, you have to kill the previous person. So there's somebody who's tried to get them off. Right. And he's been killing. And maybe he's killed Sandman. So it's like, he's only got such a small power set right now. <laughs> maybe he's killed Sandman and Father Time. And, but he's coming for Tim Allen. And, like, Tim Allen defeats him once. And then he kills somebody else. And, he, like, he keeps getting these legendary abilities. Anyways, yeah, I... I'm, I'm working. I'm shopping the CCU it around. sounds great. The Claws Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I'm all for it. Well, it's actually it's part of the MCU because yeah. the Nazi scientist who becomes the elf is actually in Captain America. Gotcha. The first Avenger. Yeah, yeah. So it's a. Uh, this is our. I, I I'm done with Punch Squad. <laughs> this is good. Twenty fourth. 24th episode gonna come out on december 24th for christmas eve so you get a nice long christmas present from us that's not a penis it is a podcast episode unfortunately both these movies are bad a noop is wrong the first one is not good and we're done uh we're not done matt we're not done with the most important part of the podcast which is how many death notes is the Santa Claus? Okay, oh, God. so we started out with one Santa Claus and then got a bonus Santa Claus by its dark, mm. dark powers. Do I rate 
Death Note to Santa Claus 1, or is it like a combo deal? I think we should do rating Death Note to Santa Claus 1, and then rating Santa Claus 1 to Santa Claus 2. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Colleen, did this this dark, dark power also take your next pick for podcast then? Or have we eaten into mine? Was my pick the Santa Claus 2? No, no, no. You still get a pick. You still get a pick. I was forced into No, no. It's just, it's a a Christmas special. It's a back-to-back episode. The the Colleen chose Santa Claus Mm -hmm. 1, and then our secret fourth host, Baby Jesus... Mm. Chose Santa I thought you were going to say her second, her second host, the Santa Claus, chose the Santa <laughs> yeah. Claus too. Our, our secret fourth host, Krampus, <laughs> selected Santa Claus. Okay, let, um, I like Colleen's strategy of everyone rates Death Note to one, and then we rate one to two. Um, yeah. Quick side note, now that I put silence in there. Should we, who's, is it your pick next? Mm-hmm. Should we do a Star Wars movie and then talk about the new Star Wars movie? Do a Star Wars movie or do the Star do Rise of the Jedi? Do like a bad one. Do a bad one. I mean, we just watched Revenge of the Sith, so we could just record it like immediately. Essentially. I didn't watch Revenge of the Sith, did I? We watched Attack of the Clones. It was bad. I fell asleep during it. Okay, sorry. That was just a side note. We could think about it. Okay, let's get back. Okay, so how many Death Notes do you give Santa Claus one? Yeah. Uh let's see. How many Death Notes? is santa claus one santa claus one is uh santa claus is one fourth of a death note 25 one fourth i feel that matt one fourth is good i think that's safe because like it is not a good movie but it is not as unwatchable as jungle to jungle was it's perfectly watchable. Right, exactly. And I think it's better than a lot of Christmas movies out there. Look, is it a Muppets Christmas Carol? No. Better than a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah. Bold claim. Um, how many Death Notes do I give the Santa Claus? I'm going to say... I'm going to go with a quarter. I'm going to also go the quarter. I think that's a fair assessment. I might even... No, no, no. A fifth. I might even go fifth. I really like Death Note. I'm really into it. Um, all right. Now, how many? All right. Now, how many Santa Clauses do you give? The no, wait, Matt. Did, did, are you giving? I it think a quarter, a quarter as well? feels good. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry. And then, how many Santa Clauses are you giving the Santa Claus to? A new. Oh boy, guys, this is a this is a deep dive. No. Uh, let's see. I think we start out at. Let's start at. If I start at point two five, and then I deduct points for Chet, I'll give this point zero nine Santa Clauses. Okay. Yeah, it's nine percent of a Santa Claus. <sighs> this movie has like a weird amount of potential. Like the plots are kind of like could be interesting. Okay, think about it for a hot second though. The plot is that he needs to get married. Like, the main plot of this movie is that he needs to get married in order to stay Santa Claus. And that pops up on screen for, oh, 15 minutes of the movie. The rest of the movie is completely unfucking related. I'm going to give this .0001 Santa Clauses. I will give it 5% of a Santa Claus because I love the Nazi Santa Claus subplot. Hmm. 
and wish that were the whole movie. Like he wants to bring more Santa joy. So he clones himself and then he gets lazy and then there's dictator Santa. Mm-hmm. And it's just like him reuniting his family to fight that I just instead of it. the yeah. weird extension of his curse. I hate it. I think uh, we should edit together the clip of Colleen saying, I am Nazi Santa Claus and you saying, I love the Nazi Santa Claus. Oh. And it's like a, it's like a sweet anniversary. It's so romantic. I love the Nazi Santa. <laughs> I really yeah. We have a sense of their role play. So. I really, yeah, that's actually what we're doing tonight. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, I really hated. <laughs> I really hated this movie, and I'm so thankful that you guys did not watch the Santa Claus Three because I looked oh. at the the preview, like the picture of it, and I was like, I will kill myself if they make me watch this. Colleen, last Christmas I gave you my heart. Next Christmas, <laughs> what do you think I'm gonna give you? Oh, fuck. We saved it. (laughs) That could be our till death do us blart equivalent where we just watch the Santa Claus three every year until one of us dies. (laughs) So like what, two years? Yeah. Yeah. Because we'll kill ourselves mid-watch the second time. (laughs) Yeah. It's a a suicide pact. I'm telling you, next Christmas on episode 30, we're watching (laughs) Santa Claus three. Oh, I just really hated this movie. It was so bad. And if I hadn't made cookies during it and like gotten something out of it, I probably Matt would have come home from his trip to visit you and I would have slapped him when he walked in the door. And I would have loved it. But instead I gave him cookies. So I think it was better for our relationship. So I think we could let Santa Claus live forever and we don't need to talk about him anymore. Yeah. Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. I like the idea of not doing a stinger for this and just saying we'll do Star Wars because it's relevant now. The mainline nine movies is ending. But which of the the wars of Star? I have two picks okay. and we can discuss and then we'll just tell people which one we're going to do. Okay. I think we either do the start of the chronological trilogy, so Phantom Menace, or we do Which this, number is that? I'm so sorry. That's one. Number or one. we do the first movie released Which and do A New Hope. But A New Hope is not bad. Yeah, I think we should... I think there will be enough bad in A New Hope between the yeah. like retouching of all the effects from George Lucas mm-hmm. and like the bad mm-hmm. acting. We also just watched a really bad one. Can we just watch four? One is going to be so juicy, though. It's your dude, choice, What did we Matt? just watch? Two. Why did we even go back to two? I literally couldn't stay awake through it. It was so boring. Uh, but one would be just like, my mouth's watering. It's tantalizing. The only thing that was good about the, the power. second- The only thing that was good about the second Star Wars is that they shot one of the scenes in Lake Como, and I go, hey, that's Lake Como. We went there. And then I Googled it, and I was like, yeah, that's actually where we went. And that was it. And then you immediately fell All asleep. I'm saying, Colleen, do it for the content. Better episode when things terrible. I'm doing Phantom Menace. I, it's just so juicy. It just all right, can't not. all right, fine. But I hope you guys are ready for at least 40 minutes of me talking about how much I love Baby Yoda. And if I were to do my okay. stinger, I would have said, "Now this is pod racing," which I know is very obvious. But hey, we had talked about doing Star Wars. Good stinger. Oh well, should we actually say goodbye? No, uh, no one's made it this far. They turned off in the middle of my rant. No, that was gold. No, it was good, yeah. yeah. I I think it's going to have to... I think that might be a bit. 
not not necessarily you explaining it every time, but putting somebody on the spot to explain what happened. Ooh, I don't think any of our listeners want to hear that The next person should have to explain the previous person's choice. So, like, I was next, so I explained the Santa Claus 2. So next it's going to be a new explaining Star explaining Wars. Phantom Menace. I better start studying. <laughs> fucking trade federation politics oh my god this movie is bad it's not as bad as two we've watched them all no we watched them all at your mom's house we only watched the original three and then i was like this is all you need oh well he saved you from pain but i'm not gonna save you so in the next week i will have watched three separate star wars movies then i will have watched two i will have watched nine or whatever it is and then i will have watched one it still counts yeah, we did subject ourselves. Uh, I mean, you probably have the same experience as somebody who watched it, except you got rest out of your experience. <laughs> so, arguably not. Uh, okay, so I think I'm gonna stop the recording. All right. Now. Well, uh, wait. Um, Do you want to say goodbye? Merry, Merry Christmas. If this yeah, comes guys. out bef- on Christmas or before Christmas, and not on like June seventh, for all of you, Could Merry Christmas. Just preemptively, I'm gonna say. Happy, happy Easter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Arbor Day? Have I hope you Arbor guys Day? had a great New Year's. I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. I hope your St. Patrick's Day was dope as hell. I hope your Easter yeah. was good. We didn't say specifically it was 2019 during this. Yeah. True. So we're in the clear. I'm sorry that you lost your grandma. Like, what else could but have maybe, happened? But maybe. Maybe you did it. Happy birthday. I'm sorry your grandma's now Santa Claus. <laughs> happy coming out. God, who... Let's just get it all out there. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Rowling's the worst. That's yeah. gonna be my sign-off for this one. Happy impeachment, even though it's not going anywhere, but it sounds nice. It technically patches the Senate, but that's besides the yeah. point. I am the Senate. Uh, that could have been my stinger too. Damn it! That could have been your stinger too, but instead, we're just gonna say thank you guys for listening. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>